It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the hadit.com radio show. I'm Jay Basher. I'm pinch-hitting for Gerald Cook today for the next couple of shows. Uh, Gerald is uh, kind of busy. He's got some things going on. Uh, they're turning him into the bionic man there, and once they get him done and rebuilt, then He'll be back with us, and uh, we got a new person on the broadcast team. He's been around the last several weeks, but uh, I want to send Mr. Alex Graham, or as we passionately know him and had it, his name is Asnod. We want to welcome him aboard as one of the staffs. Uh, Alex, welcome aboard, and uh, how you doing today? Well, you know, I'm one of those members of the paddle paddle clubs, you know, the one where they put them things on your chest and they go, clear, <laughs> before they pull the trigger on it. Makes you jump a little bit, you know. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> how many, how many jewels you pull? <laughs> I don't know how many, how many volts or how many amperes it took them to get me going again. Mm-hmm. The, the VA had, did that to me, but uh, anytime that happens to you, you gotta wake up every morning as early as possible, listen to the birds chirp and the crickets, and, and watch that sunrise come up and get the robin get his worm because, buddy. You're living on borrowed time, that's for sure. If those paddles didn't exist, you wouldn't exist. <laughs> so yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? <laughs> hey, I'm just making it day to day. You know, we uh, we live and one day to the next, and uh, whatever comes around, you know, whatever gets in our way, we tackle it as we go. You know, we're like the coach on the sideline. The wrong player gets the ball, we run and tackle them. The team can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> Know what you mean? I, to me, it's it's like now that I have this new lease on life. Now that I've killed this hepatitis thing, it's the, the you know you got to put the coffin away. You got to look forward to a regular life that actually will end in old age or senility or or whatever uh, Alzheimer's or something for you. Because now I'm going to live it. it it's pretty exciting to me, honestly, to know that I don't have that 2018 death sentence. I saw that. Saw that. What was that gal's name? Farrah Fawcett Majors. Remember, she went down the tubes with that liver cancer and just ate her alive and, and de- decimated her. And I wasn't looking oh, forward yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh, uh, she, she died in 2012. When was it 12? When she passed away? Because yeah, I remember she was... just passed away, and I think Michael Jackson died too, right at the same time. And I think mm-hmm. her death kind of overshadowed, and that's when uh, Michael Clark Duncan also, they all went about the same time. Well, Michael had his heart attack about the same time, so they all, you know, they all, no, Michael Jackson was a different year, I'm sorry, but uh, they kind of had the same, overshadowed each other, I was thinking. Well, so, uh, it's, you know, it's sad, but I, as far as Michael Jackson goes, I don't know that I'm going to talk about that. That sounds to me more like yeah. that was more drug-induced. Hers is a genuine disease of 20, 30 years. It just gradually ended in the stage four and death. I think what he, she had? His, was, it, was it a cancer, breast cancer? I think she had, had uh, liver liver cancer and, and uh, pancreatic cancer, pancreas, oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a double whammy, but <laughs> she was going to go down the tubes on either one of them singularly, regardless of whether there was two of them involved. Once that cancer gets to ripping and snorting, it's it's too late to pull the plug on it. I'm just glad I'm not going down that road. I got my fingers crossed that I'm not going to get liver cancer, but I'm a positive mental attitude guy, too, you know. it's a, The sun will always shine. I don't know if it's going to shine today, but it will shine again, and I'll be there to see it. <laughs> that's a positive well, that's mental attitude. Have a better attitude about life, especially when you realize that you've looked at death and 
contemplated it, had your will written for it, had everything all donated, divvied up for the kids. And now you tear it up and say, hell, I'm going to spend it now. Well, listen, don't get too reckless now. You all still got to take care of yourself. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about burn the candle at both ends or anything. I'm yeah. talking about my whole new life coming up as a VA that's agent. Right. That is, to that's me, that's right. be nasty to the VA. And I have a don't license. Give a don't give a chance to bump you off either. <laughs> they had their chance. I gave them a whole year trying to kill me, and they blew it. They even brought me back. They love using that system. They like getting you into the VA into the VBA system, getting your claim going, getting in the VA health care system, and they just love rolling you over into the VA cemetery system. <laughs> They're a full-service agency, ask not. <laughs> Cradle to grave agents. <laughs> oh, They're a full-service agency. <laughs> what I look at here, what I... Because when you called and said you want to punch a show, I said, good yard, yeah. I've been watching a bunch of older vets. There is a, as a, as you know as well as I do, a bunch of younger vets generally in, in habit had it all the way from recent Iraqistan vets from Iraq and Afghanistan, but also a lot of that 1990s, the original Desert Storm group. But yep. what I've noticed is that and uh, Buck and the Gaston and a bunch of these other guys, I don't know whether they're pulling them in or where they're coming from, but you're starting to see a bunch more uh, Vietnam vets coming out of the woodwork and finally deciding that they're going to do something because now they're getting into retirement mode. I think if the youngest you could be right now and still have served in Vietnam would be, oh, what Someone about like, 60. Nine sixty years old. You're not. There ain't any spring chickens left over from that war. Well, the Vietnam was over in '75, right? So. Yeah, that'd be the last guy. Yeah, the last guy out '75. If he was nineteen and if he was nineteen and or eighteen and '75 and got out of Vietnam in '75, so '85, '95, 2005. That's forty years ago. So he would be sixty years old, buddy. That's. That's what I'm saying. For the woodwork, all of a sudden, they're all starting to realize all them aches and pains and the diabetes, and all of a sudden, somebody says to them, well, gee, Bob, you're a veteran, for crying out loud. Diabetes, Agent Orange, hello? (laughs) And they get on the Internet because they don't know any better, and they type in veterans' benefits, and boop, up comes Had It and Ask Nod and Yuku and a few other different things, and... It had it by far is it, getting a lot of the of the the traffic on it, but they're starting to realize that that there is a whole new world out there that they could take advantage of, and that's what my wife is running into with real estate agents that are her age. They're saying, "Wasn't that your husband, the one that helped Bob, the guy that got the medals and everything? God, he got him a hundred percent." Is What's his telephone number? Can I talk to him? My my husband's in a mess. Believe it or not, oh, yeah. tomorrow morning the the postmistress who runs my local post office down here, she tackled me when I was in there last week, and she says, "Man, you're always in here mailing stuff off to the Veterans Administration. What in the hell's that all about?" So I started telling her, and she says, "Oh my God, my husband's a Vietnam vet, and he's got all these problems. And is there any chance he could talk to you?" I'm meeting him tomorrow for coffee at 10 a.m. I mean, there, that's that. what's – it's a, it's a bow wave. Allison Hickey yeah. complained about this back in 2012 after the 2010 thing where they let in uh, hairy cell leukemia and um, mm-hmm. ischemic disease and those other diseases for uh, – Ischemic heart disease and uh, B-cell leukemias. They yep. all complained about there was this huge bow wave of new vets that crashed into the system. They're leftovers from Vietnam, and 34% yeah, they, of the claims were 30, 34 were, were just hepatitis or I mean, excuse me, Agent Orange related claims alone. Then about 36 the uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, and then the rest of them are you know flag requests and and that. Kind the main player on that 
the main player on that on, on those regs when they come in with the new uh, ratings for the Agent Orange was a. Uh, for just the fact that it was uh, the new presumptive, it was the fact that the guys that had the claims got uh, head of the line privileges. They went straight to the top. Food <laughs> like cream right to the top of the milk. Do not pass go. Well, they went. They went straight. They, you know, they got head of the They they bypassed everybody. Well, and that's because they're sick. They're ill and they're yeah. sick, and they need to get rated ahead of time so they get advanced on the docket. Yeah, that's a medical hardship. I got that for the yeah. hepatitis. Knocking on stage four when I went in there to to file, and they they put me right to the front of the line before I died. I was a, I was a, I was impressed. In fact, every time I go to the BVA, uh, they always give me that advancement on the docket now. And I'm not 75 years old yet. Uh, imp- tell you the truth, 75. Uh, you know what? You know what yeah, the actual well, age is. For getting an advancement under Rule 900, that's a. You know what that actual age is? Five, or you have a medical or financial exigency. They change that. It's it's, it's ninety. They change ninety years old now. Yeah. We yeah, went through I, that with the. Uh, it might feel like. Nine. Just give yeah. it to me. Last April, <clears throat> they because I've been fighting VA for twenty two years, and he was disgusted. So he advanced me on the docket right there at the hearing, right in front of Bob Walsh and God and Country and the microphone. He says, I'm advancing this on the docket. This is stupid. Well, but, uh, should have. You know, what's even funnier is the folks back in Washington, D.C. at the VRD, probably listening to our show, too. Jack Cameron, the head of VRD, they're all sitting there. They're having a, what do they call that, a conclusion uh they're they're passing this document around about my greenhouse for all this money. They're passing it around in a circle. It's a concurrence thing. Each person has to sign off on it. They just discovered mm-hmm. that a ILP program runs for three years, and the Veterans Law Judge said it had to be a heated greenhouse. So that means they got to mm-hmm. buy my propane for three years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's causing a lot of problems down there. But, yeah, it's called uh, <laughs> it's called their spinkster mother. Spinkster are too tight to get out of the money now. <laughs> um, the reason they're having such a problem with my claim is nobody's ever won one before. They always denied them until this judge came along and gave this to me. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a they're it's they're in uncharted territory. This is a pretty scary place to be. It's like boldly going somewhere. That's <laughs> You've broken the ice now. Hopefully more will follow. Oh, you know, it's just like a claim. I, I swear to God, the same three ingredients. Got to have a doctor's nexus. Got got to want that greenhouse. And you got to have, the, have the, 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 your mental health specialist or whoever it happens to be, your licensed therapist say, yeah, that greenhouse, he'd look good in that greenhouse. That'd look good, real good on him. He'd feel a whole lot better be at a greenhouse. Good and therapy. Third requirement is just you got to be severely disabled. And I mean severely. You, you need those. I think a hundred percent schedulers darn near the, the opening bid like a pair of jacks to get in this poker game. <laughs> yeah, you need a you need a pretty good level of SMC or something like that too. You need something. You need a severe disability. You need something. Right. You know the guy who's got at least an ass. Sixty or seventy percent TDIU uh, yeah. permanent total is not going to get into that. That big ticket. No, you need like, a, I have you at least need an S. The sixty, a forty, and a thirty, and and mm-hmm. I got it. And don't and I suspect that if I hadn't have been that disabled and specifically had diseases that said stay in a warm place, I don't know mm-hmm. that I would have under any other circumstances. Right, but right. anybody else this stuff, you just gotta I you just gotta persevere. I remember the day that counselor looked at me at my house and he looked out at my little greenhouse out there, the little one I had, the little six-by-eight thing. And he looks at it and he says, you better get used to that, son, because that's your greenhouse. No, I, I want a VA to give me a big one. And he says, well, you're dreaming, son. That's, that's, that's just never going to – that's not in the cards. Now, let's get back to the computer. <laughs> it's not in the cards. I should have huh? held – 
held my water on that. I gave up the sewing machine, you know. Mm-hmm. I used well, that as the, my cave-in tool as, as a bargaining chip. I gave in the, the sewing machine, but I wasn't going to give in on the greenhouse. Five years well, later, there you go. I wouldn't mind having me a little fishing, like a little shop to make fishing lure stuff in. Well, how, how, what's That's your rating? Crazy. Are you at 100%? Huh? Are you at 100%? Me? Yeah, yeah I'm missing something. I've got a yeah, I'm uh, I'm way over hundred. <laughs> oh cool. I'd apply for yeah. it tomorrow morning. Form nineteen hundred. Download it right off the internet. Man, they got hundred and eighty five thousand dollars just sitting there with your name on it. If you don't ask for it, it just goes into somebody's bonus check envelope. Hundred and eighty five thousand.
I don't care whether you do it or not. If you deny me, that's okay. We'll just take it on up to the CAVC. We'll see what they have to say about it. And he couldn't even believe that he had the authority to to grant me a greenhouse when we first presented it to him. Mm -hmm. Greenhouse? What's the VA doing handing out greenhouses? What's that all about? I kind of got him familiar with the concept of ILP, but then I handed it to him and he goes, you mean I could give you a greenhouse? I says, oh yeah, you can. He goes, huh, that's too cool for school. How's Law Bob on this? Did he, did he help you out any? Oh yeah, well, I wrote the whole thing up for the last five years, but it's nice having Bob there because he looks a little, you know, Vito, and they look at each other and they did the, the, the famous handshake and the fist bump and all that. They know each other real well. And and they're good friends because they're both veterans. And so yeah, it was kind of it was encouraging. Bob earned his money just being there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My book. I mean, just just because. you heard that, Bob. If you listen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the radio you might be listening. But anyway, the yeah. it was yeah, funny when, when we walked into the room. Old Vito goes. Bob, you slippery dog, you. What are you doing out of Detroit? <laughs> Bob looked at him and said, Jesus, they let you out of D.C. without a leash? So, uh, yeah, they, it's it's important that you have that camaraderie with the judge, sure, but I let him know in no uncertain terms before we even went on the record. It's just, I, I welcome your denial. I, I encourage the denial. I want this to go up to the Court of Veterans' Appeals because I want to have a three-judge panel and have a ruling on on ILP program once and for all. Get it out, get it there where everybody can see it, read it, and know all about it. And I think I think the jury was in immediately on that. Vito went back to D.C. He says, you guys realize this, this thing's headed to a panel at the CAVC. I'm sure they all looked at each other. He said, no, it's not. Give him the greenhouse, Vito. Give him the greenhouse, Vito. <laughs> got that motherfucker. Well, at least you got it. But, you know, you were talking to, you know, some of these guys, you know, we get our VA check and we get, uh, you know, we get old. start getting, uh, you know, our disabilities start getting worse and things like that. And, uh, you know, later on in life, you know, we kind of forget you know that the VA kind of has got a they've got a responsibility to take care of us to a major extent. You know, oh. and some of our disabilities, you know, the increase. And, I'm sure that's uh, what know, it says on the 10 Vermont Avenue Northwest of something about the for he shall for he who shall have borne the battle. But uh, I don't think uh, in practice. I don't think you believe that, do you? That they honestly think that they're Performing something for us? Uh, I think they're. Uh, no, they want us to reach the ultimate goal, which is to utilize their last, which is the VA cemetery system. You know, that's that's their ultimate goal. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's they need to be helped. You know, veterans' health. You know, if we get sick. You know, and our service tech disabilities get worse. They ought to be able to help us. You know, to improve our quality of life. That's, the only know, that's, way that's, that's what it's all about. I think the only way that's ever going to happen is if we are given true VA choice to just go do what we want to do, whether it's local doctor that you've had forever, instead of having to travel 90 miles or 120 miles one way to get to a VAMC for mm-hmm. centralized medical care of, of you know intensive specialized medical care. I know you've got those little CO. What do they call it? Community-based CBOC. CBOC, yes. That's what the community case out, community-based outpatient care. Of course, now I've well, got another acronym for it, but I cannot say officially on the radio because it's got a couple of words that do not uh, mix with being on the radio. <laughs> well, think of think of those things as just a bunch of general practitioners with absolutely no specialty. Just basically taking your temperature, your pulse, and, and giving you some aspirin, but the moment you come in with a, a ulcerated liver or a, a Crohn's disease outbreak, 
first thing they do is they have to take you down to the VAMC and, and I'll work with you there because that's where all the specialists are. They don't go out to the field. They won't let you go to the private folks and, and do it that way because they insist on it being centralized. Mm-hmm. And I went through the system I've, from 2008 until I threw up my hands and escaped in 2011, and all I saw was mismanagement, waste, Wasted time. Look like union, you know, where you have five guys standing there. One of them's doing all the shoveling, and the other three are smoking a cigarette, and then one guy's on the phone. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. what it represents to me. If you take and privatize that, or just take all the money that you're squandering on that, and put it out there in the private network for veterans. Uh, first of all, I bet you veterans wouldn't be dying. They wouldn't be falling like flies because they couldn't get in to see a doctor. Well, that uh, whole thing's got about a 20% chance of actually coming to tuition here, fruition here in the next year. Bob McDonald, Secretary McDonald, has a lot to offer veterans. I can, I can see that if he could get control of the insane asylum. But it's the VA as a bureaucracy, has been out of control since its inception in 1921. Nobody has ever been able to corral it, lasso it, tie it down, and make it work efficiently. There's too many people get in there and go, man, my my brother-in-law, Bill, he's a carpenter. I'll get him to to build a new shop out back here at the VAMC, and he'll give me a... $1,200 $1,200 kickback, and, and so on, so on. And the lumber company mm-hmm. gets... Everybody's got a little fork in this thing, except for the veteran. And all of a sudden, you've got a gold-plated shed that's like $4.5 million, and you and I could build it for 40000 mm-hmm. it, It's uh That's the level of waste I see. They got Some places have beautiful gear, and technicians that couldn't find their rear end with a methane detector uh, trying to <laughs> operate the stuff. Can't do it. you got other places where people have intelligent, caring, compassionate <clears throat> MC personnel, and they have no support structure from above that just cuts they them like such a, a knife bone. they got such a and tight he, network in a certain area. It's just it's dangerous because even the, even the secretaries who are political appointees, they're, they're, they're whitewashed. They're just completely blowed over. Portion Secchi, he just got, I mean, he got dozered. Then he got run over by a steamroller. And then he got cushioned. And then he got discombobulated. And then he lost his job. Well, I, and that's just, I can see VA secretary has probably gone in there. I, I There's a few of them that I, I find that I get a little green around the gills thinking about them, but Principi and Peak, you know, the two guys that own uh, QTC that does all the, I think everybody knows that by now, that QTC is a corporation that's owned by, well, it's James Peak and Anthony Principi. Two prior <clears throat> secretaries, it's kind of funny how they could get that contract. It was $8 million one year, and it's something like about $2.5 billion a year now that they're pulling in from it. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know that they're, they're, somebody's screwing the pooch on this thing. But they have been all the way back to 1921. Shinseki just sat there and listened to everybody tell him everything's okay. But Eric, just Rick, you just shut up and get up there and do your PR speech and tell everybody it's fine. Meanwhile, you know, there people are dying and, and veterans aren't getting their medical care. I get that. It makes... You know, I understand that, and, and Bob McDonald is going to be—he's up against the same thing. And the two of them, between him and the Gizmo, what's his, the other guy, his second in command there, uh, Gilmore or whatever. He's a—I yeah. mean, they both mean well, but they can't accomplish anything because they have this juggernaut coming down on them. They—they they, they mean well, and there's probably a bu- bunch of people down in the lower echelons that. Trust them, love them, but the OIG mm-hmm. is infected. It won't do anything. It, the SES group, they, they they all support each other in, in a like a union, and they won't fire any one of them because the, the rest system. of them won't support it. <clears throat> the buddy system, TBS, 
soiling on that thing. Other. You know, remember QTC is that group that gave you a CMP exam when you had to go outside the VA to get it done. That's the contract the VA used when, and then when you sent the VA asked for a copy of the evidence according to get that exam, they said bite me, you're not going to get a copy of it. That's QTC. So when you had to call your congressman to get a copy of it, so just in case you didn't know, that's what uh, QTC stands for. <laughs> the first time I saw mine was after I won. <clears throat> Asked for my C file about 2009 when I was trying to figure out how I was going to go all the way back to 94, and I decided maybe I better find out I needed some ammunition. And there, sure enough, right there is my QTC, two of them. They didn't trust the first one. They went out for a second QTC, uh, IME, what they call independent medical opinion, or or Mm -hmm. examination. This guy was sitting in Diamond Bar, California, never heard of him, never seen him before in my life. John Reesh Tariri or something. And he says, well, you know, it could have been and it could not have been and might have been and my Uncle Earl had that. And, yeah, but, you know, you got to look at it like this. Is he's stage four and he's got that genotype that's the only place they got that kind of hepatitis C is over there in Vietnam. So he, maybe he did get it there. Mm-hmm. And he's got that big old long gunshot gash wound on his leg, so maybe he did get a transfusion, even if we can't find the paperwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's how you win things. But the QTC, I, that's just that's the most blatant thing everyone can see just by looking at it. You can tell mm-hmm. if two guys who are VA secretaries own big chunks of this company. And they're doing business with VA and have been since before they were secretaries. They were they were part of QTC before they became VA secretaries. That's what's that's what's <clears throat> disconcerting about this. I mean, nobody even bats but, an eyelash. That's a nobody even says, "Don't you think that's a little strange?" You know, that's like collusion. That's like. That's like, you know, malfeasance and misfeasance. Nobody See, says if that. A, if I'm Nobody a contracting would. officer, if I'm a contracting officer and I give a job to a family member, I, go, I probably get put in prison, don't you? <laughs> you and I'd go to jail under most circumstances right. doing what guys are doing. I just they, don't believe it. You get caught only because you're not paying somebody enough. <laughs> it's no special them. jail for me. To their political fund or something. It's for me to get my <laughs> if you don't close it first. Well, like I said about the show, had it the the website, my website too. I, I'm seeing a tremendous, huge uptick of Vietnam vets that are going to almost be equal to or higher, probably than even uh, Afghanistan era vets that mm-hmm. are going to. Start filing claims, and VA is priding themselves on the fact that the let's say the the bow wave. Remember, they instituted all these new ways to get rid of claims. They got the backlog down to about eighty thousand. I think it was on December thirty first. I don't know how much higher it's gotten than that. Keeping track of that before they found them forty thousand claims floating in Tampa. Well. All I know is that VA released something that says we almost made it in 2015. We said that we'd have the backlog gone by December 31st, 2015. We came up 80,000 claims short, but we were down in the, down in the hole with about 1,250,000 when we said that. So they felt well, like they'd the- done a job. So I don't know. I mean, if there's 40,000 all by themselves in St. Pete's, so we're in a world of and that's what they said in the outer said, but then also you have to look at even though they said the claims backlog has been reduced, uh, being the um, quite anti-optimist that I am when items regarding the VA are brought to light, to light uh, I would love to be able to see the actual re- results and the actual levels that the BVA and the appeals section have acquired since the VA has reduced the claims backlog so well. <laughs> Interesting, but they got too many different 
piles. There are too many in-baskets. There's the in-basket mm-hmm. for the NODs, the in-basket for the new claims, the in-basket for the fully developed so claims. The, so if the VA has reduced their claims you don't have the evidence. by 500,000, if they've reduced the 500,000, the those v- are still claims, right. aren't they? It don't matter. Yeah. Well, they don't count them because they count each one's different. So you got your VA claims, you got your you got your appeals. So I'm sure the appeals went up just the exact number that the that the that the claims went down. Well, of course, that tells did. me. Uh, I, 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 don't think I don't think anybody's. I don't think anybody's convinced that they they waved their magic wand and the and the pumpkin <laughs> turned into a. Have you, uh, <laughs> you ever heard of that? Mice that Say. turned into horses or something. <laughs> You ever heard of the Nilobet? It's called like the alphabet, but called the Nilobet. No. A now, B now, C now, D now. <laughs> I probably have. That's the Nilobet. <laughs> oh, and it's unique to VA. But one thing I that with all these Vietnam vets, as I was talking about, coming into the system with all their handwritten records. Here we are in our new digital world that we're living in, and all of us mm-hmm. have all the newer guys all have the typewritten stuff. It's all nice and clean, and the, the paper is mm-hmm. all white, always white. It's not yellow or blue or green or or some other weird Bleach color up. that he was using back then. And, and uh, but it's all handwritten, and none of that stuff, unless it gets transcribed, none of it's going to make it into the new. Uh, into the new files with the VBMS, the Veterans Benefits Management System, it hinges entirely on electronics. There's right. no bashing guy sitting there at a desk smoking a cigarette, flipping pages in your C file and reading your evidence, and who knows the law in his head. You got some pimple-nosed kid in there now that's about 23 years old. He, Used to be a claim adjuster for Allstate, and, and mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't pass the drug, so he came Hardy. to work for the VA. Hardy knows how to say no. They trained him Allstate. So the M twenty one 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 manual reboot, and and uh, if you have any questions, you just put it in there, and the computer gives you the answer. So it's a lot simpler than having to memorize regulations and know the law. You just you don't need to know the law. All you know is all you need to know is a keyboard and how to type it in in the right block, and then you get your answer. And you don't care what the answer is. There's no compassion. It's some something types it up someplace else. You don't you don't see the full product from start to finish. All you see is the front end. It's like an assembly line. You see the the engine being dropped in, and you tighten the bolts and the, and the motor mounts, and it keeps on going down the line. You don't see the chairs go in. You don't see the tires get put on. You don't see the, the the paint job and all the rest of the things that go to it. All you see is what comes by in front of you. So there isn't any feeling in the VA that you're they're screwing you because there's very few even know they're screwing you. Most of those are GS-13s, and they're called... Decision review officers, and they're the hierarchy. They're about ten minutes away from joining the <clears throat> senior executive service and getting one hundred fifty-seven thousand a year instead of one hundred twelve. So of course 14, they're going to be maybe. part of the program, son. They're probably fourteens. Those guys have a, a little rule hanging on the wall in their offices that you don't get to see. It says rule number one, deny the vet. Rule number two, if you if you can't get it right or, or if you have to grant, go back to rule number one. Refer to rule number one. Yes, that's a refer to rule number rule one. Rule out, refer you yeah. They used go to back hire to one. Uh, back in the uh, 90s and 2000s. Yeah, they used to... Uh, um, hire their raiders and things like that. They would have their cafes and all the skills and abilities. They would hire the guys and they would ask for creative writers, people that had the ability to think and creatively write. They would give that a lot of uh, thought when they hired people, you know, as far as the structural writing to write these claims stuff out. I think it changed yeah. away from that now because because of the computer system. 
So it's just, well, uh, it, you know. Computer system like this, it just distances the raider from the individual, and there's no rapport, there's no camaraderie. If the raider is a, a veteran, that he might be able to have some insight by talking to the the claimant on a one-on-one basis. Let me give you an idea how the VA worked back in 1974. I moved up here to Seattle, and I wanted to buy a house, and I was single, but I had my future wife, girlfriend, whatever. And I put in a bid on a house, and made an offer on it, and I told the guy I wanted to write it up as a Veterans Administration loan, VA loan. And he says, sure. And then all of a sudden it comes back denied and says, you're not married. They're not going to sell a house to an unmarried veteran. you got to be married and have kids. Married with children. And you get a VA loan. Because so that, that anchor you down and you have to work to pay for it. So I went and called up the number on, on the denial slip. And I talked to some guy named Sheffield or something. And I said, can I come down and talk to you? He said, sure. I'm on the 11th floor of the Albert building or something like that. Well, I sashayed on down there, parked the car, and ran up there, came to the front office. I said, where's Mr. Sheffield's office? He said, go down the hallway there. It's on the left. <clears throat> so you walk right in the office, knock on a little piece of glass divider. Come on in, Mr. Graham, have a set. And no metal check. They didn't make sure I didn't have a tactical nuclear device or a hand grenade in my pocket. We sat down and we talked about my need for being married if he was going to give me a VA loan, and that's the only way he was going to do it. So I got married about a month later, and sure enough, my loan got approved. <laughs> I mean, that's how we did it. was almost like on a handshake. I can't see myself going up to the 11th floor and getting out the elevator and walking into the VA unannounced and just sashaying down some hallway somewhere. You won't do that, no. You'll be... You've got That's police not. officers. You, you won't make it. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're going to know me to... soon enough on there because I'm I'm going to be in there on a pretty regular basis. And I got my little That's right. You know. board of veterans appeals hearing, but I imagine I'm getting me a real badge from them eventually with my picture. It says yeah, Alex Graham, yeah. VA asshole. You're going to have that uh, representation picture and badge and the courage badge. Today, you know what my good was, sir? My good deed today was I took that buddy of mine, Butch Long, that just lives right down the road from me here, him and his wife, and another gal that uh, I, I gave her all the instructions on what she needed to get her PTSD claim through. She's a Vietnam-era vet nurse, and... Uh, she had won about a month and a half ago, and I didn't even know about it. Nobody even told me. So she and her husband and my friend Butch and his wife, Barb, didn't know where to go to get their new commissary cards. So I loaded them all up, and we drove down the expedition and drove to McCord Air Force Base, and there's four brand-new commissary cards in existence now. <laughs> Oh, Lord, they happy thing be now. They better shop the exchange, all that tax-free stuff. Yeah, well, oh, Aaron, it's a, that's one of the prizes <clears throat> of being 100% service connected is you get that benefit. And, uh, Let me ask you, you tell you something. It's, it's valuable. You know, no, do you use the exchange online program? I have, but I generally like to see what I'm, I like. I'm one of them guys who likes to look at the TV and feel it and see how, how well, what the stand the looks like. I don't like to just no. buy from the picture. No. Here's the deal now. You go in there, and they've got specialty stores now that you order from. Mm-hmm. And for most of their electronics or office stuff, they're yeah. now using Office Depot. So you can buy stuff from Office Depot. And you can buy it through the exchange store tax-free. Anything Office Depot has. Office Depot just basically supplies the product, so to speak. Yeah. You get the exchange price. I can remember the good old days with the USAA insurance. You go into the dealership and you look at the Dodge work van over there in the commercial section Kick mm-hmm. the tires on the extended one, and the guy comes over and he says, 
Well, I, well yeah, that one, we're selling that one for twenty one six, sir. And I said, well, write her up. And you go inside and you say, hold on a second. Can I borrow your phone? And you, you call up USAA and he says, buyer service? Yeah, okay, I'm at Tom Do- Tom Doofus Dodge Chrysler. Uh, here's the salesman. So you hand the phone to the salesman and, and the guy from USAA says, this is how much we're going to give you for that Dodge van out there that Mr. Graham's getting ready to buy. You got a pencil? <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> and they dictate the because they have that, that buyer's you know, they got a huge buying force. Buying they used network. to do that. I don't know if they still do, but they used to do that. They, well, they give you so much off. Like, I bought this Chevrolet here by last April, and I got, like, I think seven, almost 800 bucks off on it. Well, I can remember back in the 60s, my dad would buy one when we were in Washington, D.C. He bought my daughter or my sister a, a, a station wagon for her to drive up to college in Vermont. And uh, mm-hmm. some dealership in West West Virginia bid on it and won it and somebody had to go over to West Virginia to get the car. <laughs> I think my dad flew over, drove over there with a friend and picked the car up and brought it back to DC mm-hmm. from Huntington. But I mean it was he won the bid and it was ridiculously lower. That's why USAA made him go to West Huntington to go get the car. That wasn't no fun. I've been through there. I've never drive behind in DC. <clears throat> it's up and down, if I remember correctly. Straight up, I pulled an RV there one year. Oh my God, six miles a gallon. Beautiful country. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna laugh when you say that. You come out west and drive over to Rocky Mountains, and then get over here and drive over to Cascades, and you tell me those little pimple <clears throat> bump Appalachian mountains of yours are up and down. You. You haven't gotten to the point where you're freezing in the middle of summer, and you haven't even reached the summit yet. <laughs> I've done. I've been there. I've been the West Coast too, Alex. I've drove across all of them. I've never pulled an RV across the West Coast mountains. So. <laughs> hey, Big difference. It's not as cold mm-hmm. up here now anymore. You might want to come visit again, check it out. Like I'm looking out the window right now, and I'm looking at my dandelions, or not dandelions, one of them yellow things. Daffodils are already up. And it's not even it's not even March yet. Yeah, that's good. That's warming. I like it. It's good. Of course, you guys are Mediterranean type climate too. You know, we all you're still pretty warm. How did you girl find any ice to slip on? He didn't. He's in his living room. He's just uh, hardwood laying around his hip. He got up to transfer him from his. Uh, Going from his chair to the couch, and he just got up, and got dizzy. Service connected disability, and his COPD is bad stuff. I mean, he just got dizzy and went down. The lights went out. Whew. Laid there, and they come and got him. And they called the ambulance, took him in, and uh, oh, two sets were really low, and they couldn't work on him for. Uh, they couldn't do anything with him for several hours, and then they finally got him stabilized. And this is Sunday night, and they couldn't do surgery till Wednesday up in the day. They got the surgery done, so he got out, and he's been up and everything now. I talked to him this morning. He's doing a lot better. And uh, she finally got home and got some rest and stuff. And he's been, uh, he's so far so good. He's doing some rehab and stuff. He's going to be, you know, he said he stood up. It's painful, he said, but uh, they said that uh, he was doing better than a lot of people that was a lot better shape than he was. Moving around stuff with it, and he seems to be satisfied. Yeah, I thought so, I slipped Ice, and I was thinking to myself, what the, the weather's exactly ass backwards. If you guys have got ice and I got daffodils poking up, and there's, it's, you know, that's about 55 hey, it's degrees. A, it's about 70 here. Tenth. And we're popping in the 60s and 70s now. That's up and down, though, this type of weather here. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to break free any time, but, you know, it'll, it's still pretty cold some places. I'm sorry. I I'd, I'd love that. I love that area. I know exactly what you're talking about. But you know, the only thing that queers the deal is all them hurricanes and tornadoes that come through there. I lived on the East Coast for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I, I, if it wasn't for that crazy weather back there, I think I probably could uh, live there year round. I could deal with the humidity and things like that, like I did when I was a kid. But I'm sorry, I'd, mm-hmm. uh, I. I 
tornado's a deal breaker. <laughs> well, they don't have it many tornadoes, you know, east of Mississippi. You have some. You have some down south a little bit. But, you know, that's all my goal is to get down south. I mean, right here in this area, it's uh, it's okay, but taxes and you know, it's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad state to live in tax-wise and things like that, you know. The veteran benefits are decent. They're not the greatest. I mean, you know, a lot of these states offer good veteran benefits. And if you were to say, well, veteran, you don't live in Oklahoma, there's something wrong with you. You know, they have a lot of tornadoes. We've got the best vet- veteran benefits going. If you live in Oklahoma, they give you 100% veteran. You don't even pay sales tax. You know that, Alex? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, the best a- veteran benefit state going. Has a a, a, a batch of get better if, if you if all of them were uniform and all of them incorporated everything that each of the, the best did, we'd have the best of all worlds as veterans. And yeah. I think that's. But in the real well, world, yeah. mm-hmm. in the real world, I get thirty <clears throat> get off of my tax bill if I'm a veteran, a hundred percent SC veteran, thirty three percent off of my bill in Washington State. Some guy just wrote 30. me and says, "Man, I I get all of mine off." So yep. I, mean, I, I stick some Florida, Florida, and so, other places you get all off, but uh, we don't have yeah. it. We don't have an income tax, though. Uh, yeah, you're right to work state. We have a. It is. It, it's a right to work state. There's a lot of things here that are pretty interesting about Washington State. You carry a gun openly on your hip, loaded. Yeah, you can, can you carry a real? <laughs> and nobody can you carry permit too? Crap about it unless you go into a post office or something. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's like that in Oregon, Washington, Idaho, uh, Montana, Alaska. Uh, it's just, Washington, like Colorado, is it? Uh, can you cultivate and actually grow uh, some uh, look at, some some members of cannabis or whatever it is? Can you actively grow marijuana in Washington State now? I don't know that you can grow it, but there's a store right down the street, about two miles from my house. There's a store you can just walk right in there and buy all you want. Why grow it? So, <laughs> Perfectly no, legal. They say that marijuana has given Denver the new meaning to the Mile High City, and I agree with that. So, <laughs> Colorado and Washington are the first two, but you know as well as I do how Democrats work. You know, yeah. sure is <laughs> that somebody's looking over there at Washington and Colorado and looking at all the $135 million more per year in their pot that they can go out and they can give to poor people and more programs and they can hire their best friends to administrate the new programs and they yep. can make a bigger elephant out of a big one they already have that doesn't oh, do any more. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen with all that marijuana money. It's not, you know, it's just like tobacco money. All them tobacco taxes, not a dime of that goes back to some poor guy with emphysema that's got an oxygen tank. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> of course, the government didn't put a support prize either on marijuana. <laughs> they just collect the taxes and say what yeah. they're going to do. The taxes all just go into this big 55-gallon drum and, Somebody says, well, how are you ever going to separate them now? Well, we don't need to. Don't worry about it. You don't need to worry about that for you. That's what we do. We're government. We use them back uh, east. Did you ever work in tobacco fields, Alex, growing up? I never. When I was back east, all I did was go to school or hunt and fish in that order. Hunt and fish. You still get a chance to fish in Oregon? I mean, Washington? Oh, yeah. God, that, this is the most neatest thing in the world here. Imagine throwing in there and getting your uh, real, rod and reel, salt, saltwater rod and reel wet in the morning and then just turn sideways, drive two and a half miles to a pond and start look, trying to fish for a, a, pond, a pond trout in the after, afternoon, evening, before dark. I mean, that's what we're blessed with here is fish of any What's flavor, it? size, or anything. The only thing we don't have is smallmouth bass here. Uh, you can go out towards Spokane, you know. Yeah, go all the way down to Oregon before you start seeing bass. For some reason, they, the people around here don't like it or don't tolerate it or dynamite the ponds to get rid of them. That's hmm. the best of all of them. 
Spokane, Washington, the best place. They got a small map in Spokane, big ones. <clears throat> but small map's good bass. River, that thing's horribly polluted. No, they got some lakes out there. It's got them in there. But now, where I'm from, we got uh, the world record smallmouth, Del Hollow. <coughs> Big fish. Mm-hmm. Smallmouth like a. Uh, People ask me what it's like catching a big smallmouth. I used to catch a lot of them in my younger days. It's like it's a brown fish. So what you do is you get your rod and reel and put some Kevlar line on it. You see the UPS man driving down the road. You take your ba- uh, crankbait with hooks, treble hooks. You hook on the back of the UPS truck and try to stop it. <laughs> hmm. that's, just, that's, that's what you do to catch a smallmouth. <laughs> You have salmon? Yeah, well, that's a game fish there. That's a lot of fun. But that's saltwater. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about freshwater. You should have largemouth bass too, right? No. it. We don't have, you can't find bass up here. I had this, this pond I used to live in, a, in a, what they call a kind of a lake community up here. All the houses were built around the lake and a few of them back from the lake. Uh, 1989 when I moved up here. Uh, to this place here, I, I sent back somewhere online. I bought a whole bunch of uh, bass fry, and they mm-hmm. arrived about five days later. And I turned them all loose in there in that pond. That I call it a pond. It was not very big. It's about a half a mile across, maybe. Mm-hmm. I call a I call a real pond, a real lake, something that you know take you forty five minutes to paddle across in a canoe with no wind. That that'd be a lake. Right. This thing you paddle across in five minutes, it, 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 with the wind in your face, you could still do it in five minutes. But I turned all them bass loose in there, and they started eating up all the trout fry. And then they had to, they complained, and the people that owned the, the ran the board of trustees or whatever, they complained. And they wanted to know who turned the bass loose, so I shut up and didn't say nothing. I worked real hard trying to catch them all and get them out of there, but they ended up killing everything. Cleaning up, you know, sterilizing the lake, starting all over with trout. Yeah, I, what what makes people do stupid things like that? Uh, these trout don't have good stream There's... trout. Some trout that works for a living in in a stream is fighting the current all the time. It has some texture to it, like yeah, bass well, does. Tr- trout better be a stream because you get trout bottled up in a reservoir. And it's not uh, you liable to have an effect on the food quality. Yeah, it doesn't, you know. it doesn't have that muscle texture. No, whatever it. Yeah, like farm-raised fish. Yeah. More like one of the farm farm-raised salmon you buy at the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know how we got that far away from veterans, but I'll tell you what. In hey, summary. They'll say this, all you Vietnam vets out there that are listening to me, if you're filing, getting ready to file, haven't finished filing, or you're planning on filing, you better be thinking about the records you're going to be submitting to them, or or if they are handwritten and already in your C file, you better be having them redone by a transcription service and turned into a, a typewritten product so that it'll work when it goes into the VBMS system. Or all that evidence just going to end up on the cutting room floor, and, and you're not going to get a raider to pick it up and read it, try to decipher the scrawl of some doctor that was writing at two o'clock in the morning after you've been awake for about 24 hours, writing up your post-op report after they finished gluing you back together at Nang or, or Chu Lai Evac Center. <laughs> you. Those records aren't going to make it into your decision, so they might be cited as evidence, but the, the guys aren't going to be able to read it. They're not going to waste their time on it. The computer can't read it, and if the computer can't read it, it can't tell the reader to look at it. And that, my friends, is going to be the end of your claims unless you've got somebody who knows what they're doing driving the claim boat for you. And I'm not talking about VSOs, 
from DAV and VFW because those guys don't even understand a VBMS concept. They haven't even been taught it yet. There's guys out yep. there still handwriting 4138s out for their veterans and submitting it as evidence on on, on uh, uh, claims for tinnitus or whatever it happens to be. Via yep. Vietnam vets or, or from Afghanistan, they haven't learned that they're going to have to start using the new format. And until that happens, until that training gets out there to the the VSOs and the rest of them, there's going to, there's going to be a whole lot less claims that go anywhere. They're not going to require a lot of work to deny them, really. <laughs> well, that's true, Alex. That's the main truth. You know, you got to find good representation, whatever you do. And if you know you need that, your quality of representation is your actual. That that's your entire claim. I went to the site to see how many, I was trying to discern how many VA agents they actually have as opposed to VA attorneys, but they Uh don't break down separately that way with the VA. But this will really shock you. Think how many veterans out there always saying, well, who would you use for an attorney? There's 800 VA representatives that are either attorneys or VA agents out there. 800 Mm -hmm. Yep. Across the plain of America, 800 Ken Carpenters, 800 uh, Bob, Bob 800 <clears throat> Eagles. I mean, there's uh, how many, you know, I'm going to make it 801, but it's, I've been at yep. this now for nine months and they still haven't called me up to take the test yet. So you can see how they keep that number artificially low. They just don't approve anybody. It should be interesting. Should be an interesting new year in 2016 to see which way the VA goes. We already know where they're going with their senior executives. They're just rehiring them or preventing the preventing Secretary Bob from firing them is what they're doing. Still there, John? Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Alex, oh, buddy, wow. we are out of door out. We're just about completely out of time anyway. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Getting close yeah, to it. Yeah, But I wanted to thank you, buddy, for coming on. We need we'll have to do this again. Hopefully we'll get back on schedule until I get back on during the middle of next week. That way we can get Gerald. Then maybe Gerald can back on his feet. I mean he'd probably be home any day now, the way he's doing he's doing good. And he actually called in while I was doing the show a while ago. And uh, I guess he thought we was doing a little bit different or something. So maybe he's maybe he's getting with it quicker than we thought. <laughs> so, but uh, good information, Alex. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, well, we'll do it, it scares the bejesus out of me to see that I'm going to be losing a lot of my brothers that are filing claims for my war. It just it, it just dis- disturbs me no end that they're not going to get their justice just because their records are handwritten and more appropriately, a lot of them don't have computers, don't have any computer training, can't even get on there. I had guys mailing me stuff still because they don't have any access to a scanner or fax machine or anything, still using snail mail to send me something and say, would you please take a look at this? I can't figure it out. Well, I'll... uh, Thank you for the appreciate the ability to talk and help people out here. Come on, buddy. Anytime we'll well, we'll get together next week. We'll find some other subjects to get on on to. You've got a lot of information to go with and stuff, and you know maybe they'll give you a call you and tell you to get that test took pretty soon because you know we need to get that talent out there active and uh, get it going. Get some of these people get some of these people paid. So you can start getting paid for what you do. Well, you got a new lease on life now. That's what you need to do. Turn that lease into lettuce. <laughs> you know, that's what I, I do. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, though. I, I just know I'm just going to be pretty generous with people. I'm not going to take them to the cleaners like attorneys normally do. I know that that would be their, 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 their dependent. But 
if I if I charge people like that, I know where the money's going to go. It's just going to get tilled right back into helping more veterans because uh, I run across them every day. I, some of the saddest stories that I, you know, I just want, wish you had enough money to throw it at them. <laughs> I wish I did too. All right, but I appreciate it, man. Folks, thanks for listening to the show. We'll catch you next week on on the Had It Blog Talk Radio Show. And for now, it's BJ Basher. We'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Basher Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 